I'm positive I'm gonna get like throat cancer or something. It's ridiculous. Like my throat can't take it anymore. What? Like if I, I, <laughs> I just feel like I use my throat too much. Like it's just like the cancer's like sitting, waiting. Like look at his throat. We can get in there. Um, and I I know cancer doesn't work like that. I'm just saying like my throat is just like it, it's crazy. Like and the more I talk. Like, if I try and record, like, two or three things in a day, by the time I'm done with the day, like, my throat is so scratchy. Never had that problem when I was younger, but now it's like, like, I recorded three Prelude episodes today, and, and I know that's why it is, but right now I'm, like, struggling to get through this. It depends for me. Like, usually it's, you know, other old person things, like, you know, <laughs> standing and stuff. Like... <laughs> I've been working so much. I'm I'm convinced that my right foot, like the joint near my pinky toe, I'm pretty sure I have a stress fracture. Just <laughs> I'm serious. Like it hurts so bad all the time. Like it's tender to the touch, but like all I do is stand <laughs> at we work. Should, for... We should have an old off one day, like you. Because oh. I, I, dude, I mean, you already know. I blew my neck out laying in a bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Gaming Podcast. Hello, my name is Zechariah with Old Man Gaming, and you, for whatever reason, have decided to tune into another horrible gaming podcast. Uh, but I am not alone, nor am I ever alone. With me is Neil, aka a tiny wizard. Uh, so yeah, we are we're recording this a little bit early, just so that everybody out there knows. Uh, especially since the content of this show, some of it might even be old by the time we get it up. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, but nonetheless, uh, you guys definitely came out in full force for the comments when we asked you to, and we appreciate that. We're gonna get that get to that in fan interaction. But before we get there, we gotta do some credits. We gotta shout out some thanks. Number one, if you're watching this on YouTube, behind the fancy timestamps, you will see some fancy graphics. And anything that isn't stock photos was provided by Mr. Mark Bell. We appreciate him for that. Then, of course, the theme song for this show and all the shows here at OMG are provided by the man who makes the music, my brother, Nick Van Siders. We thank him for that. And I just want to give a quick shout out Keep your eyes open, guys, because he started making music again, so you're going to be getting some new music videos for his second album. Very excited about that. Horrible Gaming Podcast. That brings us to our first topic, our first segment, and possibly our most favorite definitely our most important that would be fan interaction that is where we the co-hosts talk to you guys the fans we read out all your comments in all the places we can find them we riff on them we respond to your questions and we also use your comments to decide the horrible arena so that being said let's get into it we had a lot of comments from a lot of people there neil 
Uh, and lots while, of comments from lots of different people? Well, we got a lot of comments from three people. How about that? Um, <laughs> That's still lots. That's still, still lots. Still lots, yeah. Still take it. Take it from that. Uh, so Jason, the professor, chimed in first. AI creeps me out. YouTube knows that between 10 p.m. and 1 a.m., I often watch the full State of Decay 2 soundtrack and puts it at the top of my home screen because it puts it at the top of my screen home screen parentheses under the promoted shit during those hours that is the future ladies and gentlemen the computers anybody who thinks that the singularity hasn't happened it already happened and the computers are already controlling us <laughs> <laughs> Uh, You're not wrong. <laughs> then Jason chimes in with, I played both PC and SNES Sim Ant. L's to the yeah, yeah. I want a successor, direct or spiritual, with better nest building and better foraging systems. Also 3D because 2021. Ah, oh, Jason, you're speaking my language, man. I know Neil has not partook in the joys that is Simant, and honestly, if there is any game that they need to add to that Nintendo like online collection, Simant is one of them. God, what a great game! Anybody out there who has access to an emulator or a way to play Simant, go play it. It you will at least have a fun afternoon. Um, and speaking on the subject of a fun afternoon i got a text comment from the man who makes the music uh let me just scroll up um cement was the shit remember how terrifying those spiders were and how awesome it was to swarm them uh yeah uh so like you could like spiders would hunt your ants and they would just yeah. like move into the thing and these huge things and you could actually like the way it worked was there was no like actual commands for fighting. You were like you played one ant and you could rally your ants to you and they would just like crawl around around you. So you could rally up enough ants to go hunt spiders. It was it was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing, Neil. It was a great game. Great game. You should definitely check it out if you ever get the chance. You said it's on SNES? SNES, yes. SNES is uh, is also PC. With SNES or PC, you probably find it easier on PC. It won't be any. I I I'd be hard pressed to kill any computer nowadays. I I say that right now. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Kev too tall. Get into the Kev too tall. Best Buy died ten years ago when cell carriers opened their own retail stores everywhere. I hate Best Buy. We hate them. That's why we had an eight-minute bonus round on how much we both hate Best Buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they. Uh, we'll see if they're back in my. Well, they actually. They've. There's a new shot been fired to some degree. Oh no! Oh well, no! They, uh, yeah, we have our that new fridge is ordered and everything like that. Literally mm -hmm. two days after we got that fridge ordered, uh, Best Buy sent me a ten percent off any purchase coupon. <laughs> Or uh, being a new homeowner. So, yeah. Would have been nice to have that 48 hours prior. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> Fucking Best Buy, man. Yeah. All right. So then we go up. So Kev had a big serious one, but I'm going to save that to the end. So first he goes, let them fight. Give me the pitches. Smiley face. 
So let's get to the horrible arena. Um, Kev Too Tall just says, Horrible arena. Point goes to Zach. Yay me. Yay me. But in addition to that, I also got a vote via text by the man who makes the music. He wanted to say, Love Neil's idea regarding incorporating music, but hate 3D fighters and love 2D. And OMG, and OMG, so my vote is for OMG fighters. So my, my pandering has won out uh, this, this one. And I needed a win. I was three in the hole at that point, man. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if there's one to lose to, that it would be that one. It was, <laughs> I was about to it say, was very... you would be in this game. I literally described uh, a, a fighting game, a Street Fighter-style fighting game, in which you are in and your home stage is Undertale. So I think <laughs> I think that's definitely the one to lose to. But actually, I mean, you've had a huge winning streak. Did you know before this one, the last six matches, you've won five of them? Is yeah yeah all right <clears throat> oh man i cannot stop my my throat is killing me we we recorded prelude to divorce today so my voice is already down the down the tubers so that's that win for me moving on uh kev too tall postpone the fucking episode for war roadhouse food <laughs> <laughs> i like that one it was like aggressive like how fucking dare you keep the episode going uh, then he said, how little have I posted lately? I kind of feel like I may have been slacking. Uh, there have been a few Let's Plays that you've maybe missed, but you're not slacking ever, Kev. And I just want to again point out, even though it makes me worry when you don't comment, you are not required to comment. We are the entertainers. You guys are the viewers. I, I, anytime somebody's like, I'm so sorry I didn't comment on your video, I'm like, dude, we are the we are the people who are trying to entertain you, not the other way around. Right. <laughs> uh, then he says, "Moving life, Neil talk, upcoming episode, maybe." I don't. I don't think so. I. I mean, if you want to listen to Neil yell for sixty straight minutes about things that have nothing to do with video games. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. It, there's there's just so much, man. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I could go forever. I absolutely could go forever. <laughs> that's that's great. Um, he then says, "Pride is the downfall." Was said because you had just finished saying something about how proud you were of something you had done. I don't even remember what it was. We're so far removed from whatever it was that I said. I can't remember things thirty seconds after I say them, let alone two weeks. All right, so Kev's got a big post here that I want to get into with you. Games versus hardware is a very difficult place. Years ago, devs had a real <clears throat> had to really push the edge to tell a story they wanted to because of the hardware limitations. Now we have so much power, it's easy to do off-the-wall stuff and not make the run terrible. Better games, in quotations pushed the need for better hardware. Lately, the games haven't been getting better, quotations, because there is so much freedom to develop because the hardware has become so powerful. PS5 and Series X are modern hardware in an ecosystem used to... Uh, a modern ecosystem used to using... used to using 
last generation hardware. They were put out purely for bigger is better. PS4 Pro and Xbox One X had years of life left before they possibly held back game development. Companies felt they needed to make bigger numbers when they just needed to make better games. Kev, I'm going to let Neil say something on this, but first, I could not agree more. And this is what I have been saying for weeks, possibly months. We did not need the Series X. We did not need the PlayStation 5. We just didn't need them. I'm not saying we would never need them, because even PC people have to upgrade the graphics cards. Like, you got to get new stuff eventually. But we did not need them, especially to then release them in the middle of a pandemic where the chip shortage is on the horizon, I think is a little irresponsible in a lot of ways. I mean, do I think that these systems are going to be failures in the long run? No. But how much better would the launch be if these systems had come out this year, hell, next year? You know? What do you think, Neil? Yeah, I think think he touched on something that has always kind of been there between generations that doesn't really get as much attention as I I feel it should is that transitional period between when you're developing for a previous generation moving into the next, because it really takes almost half of a console's lifespan to really like get into it and really like leverage the tech that you have because you're stuck in the limitations of what you had before along those lines, stuff like that. Um, when in regard to like software as a whole, of course, there's the whole mantra of, you know, software. It doesn't necessarily have to be perfect, like cutting edge graphics to be the best game out there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a, a game like, uh, again, like Undertale is, you know, exemplary of that. But, with this generation, it did get pushed along. We Normally, life cycles for these consoles are somewhere around 10 years. We got, what, seven out yeah. of the previous generation? Yeah. With, the, with the hardware refreshes, or at least the higher-end hardware refreshes of those, like you said, still have a, a good, or at least had a good amount of life in them, but Microsoft axed the manufacturing of the Series X, um, or the One X. Of course, I was going to screw that up because of stupid <laughs> conventions. Uh, I don't know about the PS4 Pro, but I can assume the same thing. You know, they cut those off for no real reason no other reason. than to force people into the next generation earlier. Yeah. And I feel like we're not really going to hit our stride with these consoles especially at the rate that we're going until we're at that halfway point where you get that hardware refresh right right and 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 let's face it what's even worse is like we know enough about this business we know enough about development cycles we know that sony's already working on a ps6 you know and that's and that's what bothers me is like with how stunted this launch has been for both of these systems are we even going to like ever see these systems fully realized because by the time they start to get into it because they're already like two years behind 
it's going to be time for a new system to come out. You know what I mean? And that's right. that's another reason that I think just wait, just wait. Like fine tune them, tune them, and then let's see them cheaper in another year. You know, I I will say this. Uh, you know, I wasn't necessarily going to talk about this, uh, but uh, um, you know, you had showed me uh, showed me the article where they announced the the basically the the Xbox stick basically, yeah. and so what they're doing, and they've talked, about, they had hinted about this last year. Like there was there was rumor mill hinting about that last year. Um, they're just making it a reality now. So there was a lot of people thinking about. It. So I wasn't surprised to see this, especially when you really look at Xbox's kind of uh, uh, their 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 thought process on the business. But basically, what it is is it's like an Amazon Fire Stick. You plug it into your TV, uh, and you can just play video games off of it. Like done. I mean, and with the way that Xbox is working their Games Pass, the way they're working their their basically working all their hardware into software, I'm gonna call it now. I don't think we see another Xbox console, not a full release like what we had. I don't think we're gonna see it anytime soon. I mean, possibly ever. I don't think there ever will be one. I think we're going to eventually, because they've realized, hey, we can just we can just sell devices to play the devices like. We don't even need to set. We don't like. We don't need to keep taking a loss on a big box system when we can just we can just do what we've been doing, which is making games pass and making smaller hardware and and fine tuning cloud based gaming. Yeah, I think I I think we've actually had this. We had this conversation about a year ago at this mm-hmm. point because that's when uh, the rumors came out. And honestly, yeah, yeah, that actually, yeah. I think that was exactly what we were talking <laughs> yeah, about, weirdly yeah. enough. Um, but I think that there will be one more Microsoft console. Okay. All right. I think there will be one more. However. Pizza, pizza bet? Pizza bet? Pizza bet. Yeah. yeah. Pizza, pizza bet, bet this one. It's there's on gonna the books, be, baby. <laughs> there's going to be one more, but it's not going to have a disk drive. Mm. Mm, and then from, yeah, they're going to do one more balls to the wall hardware you know extravaganza console that's supposed to like rip through anything Uh but at that point i feel like they would be looking towards the following generation and hoping that we can in this country at least get our internet infrastructure in place to where you would be able to primarily game via streaming right and at I, that point, we're thinking about things that are literally like 15 years down the road. But still, right. I think that I think that Kev definitely has a point, though. That I I think that there has been a change in in the hardware software conversation because he is right. the The gaming could always be bigger if the hardware was bigger. But we're at a point where the hardware is way bigger than the games need to be. Like just just way bigger than the games need to be now. So like right, and like nobody, no developer is coming out with. I mean, other than Ratchet and Clank, really, which we've talked about repeatedly. But other than Ratchet and Clank, there are no games that are being developed for the kind of hardware that are that's out right now. So you kind of get into this weird thing where like, why do we need that? We don't. We don't need any of those. You know. Right, and that's why we see in this generation, it's all about 
speed and things like ray tracing, you right. know, just nice, nice things that are nice but, to have, you right? Know, but but just nothing think about that really... the amount of money that you're paying for basically right. like the little, like you're not even paying for the cake anymore. Yeah, that's right. I did it, Neil. Oh, I did it. Again. I brought it back to cake, baby. You're not even paying for the cake anymore. You're not even paying for the frosting. You're paying for the little flowers that they dop on the top of the cake. That's what you're paying for now, and you're paying probably more than you ever paid for the cake in the first place. And that that that's something that really bothered me when I started to really break down the features of the new systems and what they are. Plus, I, you know... There is a thing about electronics, not just gaming, all electronics as a whole. I know we're kind of getting into this, guys. I'm sorry this is going a little bit long, but honestly, we're not doing Horrible Arena tonight because we're not prepared, so bear with us. But the the uh, I'm I'm allowed a tangent is what I'm saying, I guess. But like technology as te <laughs> to give it to yourself. Yeah, you have to justify it. I have to. I have to. As technology gets better, basically the improvements you can make upon it get smaller. And because of that, the, the, the need to actually replace the technology goes down. So these console generations should be getting longer, not shorter. And it, it got shorter last time. Why did it get shorter? There's no reason for it to get shorter. It shouldn't have gotten shorter. Like these console generations should be longer they should be even like you should be talking about like 10 to 15 year life cycles at this point you know like and that's something that especially with like mid-generation upgrades in the technology like that's something that really bothers me is like gaming almost is like they're eating themselves basically yeah i mean it it's really weird because they're at least Microsoft seemed to almost model itself after cell phones in a way right. with the whole like, well, once your console can't handle the game anymore, then, you know, it's time for you to upgrade to the new thing. That's right. faster and better every so many years. Right. But at the same time, like, it's been it's been that slow process to begin with. It's mm -hmm. been that natural evolution, but at the same time it's one that has not had to happen. They're right. making they're artificially creating a problem so that they can then turn around and sell you a solution to right. which I mean business 101 I suppose, but still especially when you're paying, you know, upwards $500 for these consoles even more if you're paying a scalper for them. Right. I mean, I think that we <laughs> we may deserve a little bit more than, you know, just mm -hmm. 6 years of usability out of our consoles, especially yeah. given the previous generations. Especially given that these things are so powerful, they should be able to last way longer than that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Right. All right. Well, we should definitely move on. That's the longest fan traction I think we've ever done. But thank I you for a, a really good comment, Kev. You kind of sparked a, a nice little conversation there, buddy. We always appreciate it. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to our first talking point. All right. Horrible Gaming Podcast. 
All right, so our first talking point today, uh, you know, okay, so we're kind of in an interesting position because you guys are going to be listening to it and probably everything we're about to talk about has already happened or will happen. But <laughs> since we are actually recording on Friday instead of Sunday, we like we are pre-E3 right now. We're like the day before E3 starts, basically. I mean, we've had the... The Jeff Keeley Stroke Fest, which is what Neil called it, which I loved, has uh, <laughs> already happened, which is Summer Games Fest or whatever. Uh, plus, there's the Gorilla Collective, which I always enjoy the Gorilla Collective because a lot of really interesting uh, indie AA stuff comes out of that. Um, but we haven't seen E3 yet, so me and Neil, are, we're gonna we're gonna do E3 predictions, uh, and you guys get to listen to whether we were predicting correctly. Because remember, we are days before, so. Uh, so yeah, so first, we're going to do two segments. We're going to do this one and the next one. Next one's going to be fun. We're going to like put our E3 predictions in writing and just see who wins at the end. Uh, and then the first one, though, we want to talk about what E3 is going to be this year. Like what, what, what we can come to expect from a post-pandemic uh, E3 um, in the current landscape and if you don't mind me starting Neil I know I've been doing a lot of talking go ahead um, but I, I think we need to temper our expectations everyone um I think that we're gonna see some interesting stuff from the double a scene this year because they've managed to work through the pandemic and honestly they have smaller teams so that they could they they were less affected by it <clears throat> but we're not going to see a ton of big... Like, we're already seeing delays for games. We're already seeing games get pushed back. We're, I mean, we're not going to see... One of two things is going to happen. Either we're not going to see what we think we're going to see. Like, not a lot of big names. We're going to see a lot of stuff we've already seen. Like, or... Like, gameplay for games that were already announced. Stuff like that. Or, we're going to see trailers for trailers for trailers. Which I hate. So <laughs> I think we need to temper our expectations on this. Uh, this is this E3. I'm not super excited for it because I don't believe that any of these companies are in a position to really show us the moon. <laughs> like, I mean, we're coming out of the chip shortage. Uh, we're, we've already got a ton of games that are getting pushed back. Plus, we've got we're coming out of the pandemic. Uh, like, these people are just getting back to work in some t in some cases. Like. I don't know. I, a lot of people are like talking about what if we see Fallout Five? What if we see this? And I'm like, I don't think it's gonna be that kind of show, guys. Um, I just don't, especially given the current landscape of the digital, the digital show. Everybody does a digital show every four months by themselves. Why would they waste time on an E3? So I don't know. What do you think, Neil? Well, I think it's interesting that you use the uh, phrase, you know, show us the moon, because, you know, mm -hmm. at Keeley's Stroke Fest, <laughs> uh, he kind of showed us a moon, all right. I mean, granted, there was some stuff that was there, like the, um, the, you had mentioned before the Borderlands fantasy mm -hmm. game. What is it? Uh, the Tiny Tina wonderlands Tiny that is wonderlands oh yeah so that first and foremost like i'm hype as hell for oh we need to talk about that game because that game yeah. is going to be fucking awesome i can't wait yeah. to tell phil about that you get to create your own character in yeah. class it was what we thought it was yeah i'm i that on its own it yeah very much i'm all for that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so like he opened with that 
And from what I understand, I only got to see half of the show. Closed with finally we got to see what Elden, Elden Ring, Ring looks yeah. like. Yeah, so like those are two big things, but like aside from that, there was a lot of like we get we got the Among Us roadmap. We got there was uh what was it, Valorant? There was a uh there yeah. was literally a five second teaser trailer of yeah. a, a new character. Like what the fuck is that? Like right. Right. You're going to show that we're getting more Kojima nonsense in the form of the director's cut. Of <laughs> don't get me started on that. I don't even want to get started dude, on that. Okay, I don't so want to get started on that. that at, no, I'm getting you started on that. Oh, because, God damn it. Because we were watching that. And we were like, okay, so, you know, we watched the interview with Kojima, and for some reason he kept talking about 9-11. I'm sure he had a point to it, but it was, like, really weird. Um, but, you know, it, it the whole thing was just dude from Death Stranding. I, I don't know his name. I mean, it's Norman Reedus, but I don't know the character's name. Yeah. Literally just dumping a box of oranges <laughs> on the ground, yeah. jumping into it and crouching to like pay homage to, Metal uh, to Metal Gear, I guess, and then putting the box back on the shelf and walking away. And a Death Stranding director's cut. What the fuck is that? Like, I w- I want the-, the director's cut to literally be a sixty dollar version of the game where all the only feature they put in is you can hide under a box. Because that will be the height of like Kojima's bullshit right there. <laughs> like, first of all, first of all, let's talk about Keely and Kojima for a second. Is there a fucking show where he's not gonna parade Kojima out and remind everybody they're fucking friends? It's ridiculous. Shameless. So it's shameless. Ridiculous. Maybe I'll well maybe I can get into this one. Like, are you shitting me, dude? Yeah, Are you it, actually shitting me? It's it's ridiculous. It is ridi- it's like the upper uh it's like the upper class 1% white guy who just has to tell everybody he's got a black friend. Like that's what this is like and I am so sick of it. Like oh, man, I I'm so sick of the Kojima friendship thing. He just parades him out every time. Like and Kojima doesn't have anything for us, right? Yeah, he he pretty much said he pretty much said like he's kind of like rolling some ideas around yeah. for whatever he's going to do next, but it's like and he's whatever. And, and he said he might do movies. He said he might do something else. Like he's he's all over the fucking place cuz the guy's a loon. So all we have is this Death Stranding director's cut, which what could they possibly add to that fucking mess to make it even worse? You know what I mean? So like why is he here? I Oh, I'm so sick of that. Like, to to take the conversation off of of that one show okay. and kind of shotgunning it out. In regard to expectations, like sure. I think I, I think that this show was this first show at least was the this is what you're going to expect because right. before you knew what sorts of games were going to be shown at whose shows, you know, this, that, and the other thing. There are so many unknowns. Like, the the grab bag of stuff that was at the Summer Game Fest, I would have thought the Elden Ring would have made its way onto one of the major platform holders' showcases. Right. Not Jeff Keighley's thing. 
uh, you and I were talking briefly uh, about this before we even started recording, but you know, we know that Microsoft and Nintendo are going to be there along with everybody else. We know that Sony doesn't want to be associated with E3, uh -huh. but I find it very hard to believe that they're going to let this entire E3 window completely pass by without them doing or saying anything. Right. So Sony is another complete unknown as to what it is that they're going to do. And I find it hard to believe as well that they showed off that bit of Horizon and they don't have anything else, even though right. they like delayed the God of War that didn't actually have a release date, I... whatever. I, I, but I think it's going to be a grab bag. I think that if you have low expectations and uh, for this... Yeah. E3, quote unquote. I don't even know if you can call it E3 at this point. Right. If you have low expectations, anything that can happen is going to surprise you. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that, I guess. But at the same time, I don't want to have low expectations because we kind of had that last year because right. of, you know, we were still in the midst of the pandemic. And everything that the various news stories had come out that this, that, and the other was delayed and all oh, it was going to show up at E3 because this, that, and the other with COVID, we can't not see anything this year too. So, I mean, it's a, it could go either way. I, okay. Well, first of all, just before we get off Summer Games Fest, I, I do want to say it was better than I expected it to be. As far as it goes, like on a positive side, I'm not a Keeley fan, and you got me started on the Kojima thing, so that was your fault. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm an instigator. But other than that, I thought the Elden Ring was surprising, a surprisingly large get for him. Now, now here's the thing: with the exception of Wonderlands and a couple of triple and a couple of double A stuff and Streets of Rage Four gameplay, um, <laughs> the 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 height of the thing for me, um, it wasn't a show for me. Like it just like the the games that they had there didn't really speak to me, but I thought if like trying to look at it objectively, I thought for a lead up show to E3, for a pre show to E3, it wasn't bad. It, it was better than I expected it to be. Usually when Keeley does his shows, it's all like fucking uh, uh, single A crapshoots. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the one audio chess Rockstar game looked really cool to me. Uh, there was another one that he showed that that I actually found kind of interesting, and I, I thought it was a decent show. That being said, like that out of the way, uh, yeah, E3, like I don't know, like I I think it's unrealistic to think that these guys who got shut down last year, like E3 got shut down, but E but the companies got shut down too, you know. So, like, you've got three- and five-year development cycles that were literally put on hold for a year, you know? Like, there's nobody working on it for a year. Uh, now we're in the year directly following that. How many of these guys are really going to be able to say, here's this new game, it's coming out? You know what I mean? Like, they, they can't. And, and that's the big problem with me for E3 is... I feel like it's going to be all spectacle this year. Like, it, it has to be all spectacle because there's nothing... Like, it's got to be all smoke and mirrors because there's no actual product here. I don't think it's realistic. Like, knowing what I know about the business and how long it takes to develop a game and how much effort it takes to develop a game and how hard that industry was hit by the pandemic, I don't find it realistic that these people 
have anything to show us. Like that's, I, I just don't. Like what could we possibly see from any of these guys who are really going to like wow us, really going to blow our minds? And I just, I don't think they have the resources available to do that. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a parade of two things. Like I said, I think it's going to be, you're going to see more in-depth trailers on games you already knew were coming or already know plenty about. Like we're going to see bigger Halo stuff. We're going to see probably, I don't, I don't think we're going to see anything on Fable as much as I predicted, as I hope that it's going to be there. Uh, I, I think, I think same thing with like Nintendo and them. I, I think you see a lot of like, and then there, the other thing we're going to see is bullshit, like just like announced trailers, which are literally just a cinematic CG company doing a thing for somebody. It doesn't even mean that there's a game in the ecosystem, you know? Right. <coughs> yeah, so I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think overall, I, I, I'm not expecting any crazy surprises. I think the theme of this year is going to be, oh, finally. Like, oh, finally, right. we have confirmation that this is in development. Oh, finally, this has a release window. Oh, finally, you know, they're, they're making this thing that we've been wanting for a long time. I don't think that we're going to get some, like, crazy out of left field, like, right. holy shit. Like, they're not going to take this year to, to talk about, you know... Uh, half-life three or something right. along those lines you know that's and, not what this year's about right and i honestly i think we're gonna get a lot of uh we're gonna get a lot of hey we're doing it you know like it, it, like just the fact that we're having an e3 everybody should be excited you know what i mean like that's right that's what i feel like we're gonna get a lot of that just like look we could do e3 again we don't have any games but well, we could do it you know like i think i think that's what we're gonna see a lot of this year yeah, and I think we're also going to get a lot of stay tuned for more, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. It, at some upcoming show. So like Tokyo Game Show and stuff like that. Right. They're gonna they're gonna parade out something, get you hyped for it, and tell you that more info is going to be coming later, like sooner. You know, right. because usually it's either. A, a trailer or they're showing something off to announce it, whatever. Right. Or they are going to show you something and say, like, oh, stay tuned for more. As in, we only showed you part of what we want you to see to get you hype about it, and we're going to tell you more slash tell you what we want you to know right. at a later date. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think we covered this. Why don't we go into the predictions now? How do you feel about that? Sure. Alright. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Alright, so that brings us to our second talking point. And we're sticking with the E3 things, but this is going to be a little bit more fun. We're going to do three predictions that are probably going to happen, in our opinion. Things that are possible. And then ones that's just nuttier than bear poop. Like, just just crazy off the wall. Uh, and, and see. See how many of them come true. Uh, via E3. So, Neil, you want to start us off, man, or you want me to? Um, yeah, you know what? I'll start off. All right. Um, Hit me with so, your first one. 
my first one is there is going to be some sort of Metroid thing announced. Ooh. A, a oh. not that should so be your crazy one. <laughs> I don't know, like. <laughs> I, not something that's already been officially announced. So, like Metroid Prime Four, if they show it, cool. I'm not expecting it, but I'm dis I'm discluding Metroid Prime Four for this. I am thinking something more along the lines. I I'd seen somewhere a rumor that I think it was Mercury Steam was working on a Metroid game for the Switch. Um, that would be great. Uh, I'm still holding out hope for that Metroid Prime trilogy, but you know, the more I, especially after reading that one article I had mentioned a couple weeks ago, I don't think that that may necessarily be a real thing. But yeah, my prediction: I'm going for some sort of new Metroid game announced. It's uh, the anniversary of Metroid this year. Mmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Uh, so my turn, right? Uh, yes, sir. All right, Beth Bethesda has already told us that they are working on an Indiana Jones game. That's Bethesda, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, Bethesda. Yeah, it was Bethesda. Uh, I think we see an announced trailer. We're not going to see gameplay. It's too early. Um, but they're going to be trying to shift the focus from Starfield, which we're not going to see at the C3 at all, <laughs> and probably Fallout, which we're probably also not going to see at this this E3 at all. So. In order to kind of like stem that tide, we're going. They're going to give us something else, and that will be an announced trailer for Indiana Jones, the next Indiana, the their Indiana Jones entry. Um, I hope. I hope that you are right. I remember seeing mm-hmm. the announcement for that. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm excited because I, I, that game could be a lot of things. You know what I mean? So like. I'm kind of interested to see what, what, which thing that it's going to end up being. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, th- there's a lot of ways they could take an Indiana Jones game, and I, I really want to see what they do with it. Um, but I think we're going to get an announcement. Like I said, I don't think we'll see gameplay. I think this is going to be the start of the bullshit rigmarole that we're going to get at E3. Um, but we're going to see uh, an Indiana Jones one. Because... In my opinion, Bethesda has to show something off now because they're specifically on the marquee with Xbox. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if they if they weren't going to show something, it would just be the Xbox showcase, and there wouldn't be a Bethesda one because Bethesda's owned by Xbox. You know what I mean? But they right. specifically said Xbox plus Bethesda. So Bethesda has to show something at this point. More than just like, hey, Fallout 76 isn't as bad as it used to be. Um, so I'm going to go on with my next one. And since we're already talking about Xbox Bethesda, um, I believe it's Arcane Austin, uh, has been working on some sort of super secret project. Uh, I think that they very well could be working on Prey 2. I think that... From what I understand, they're supposed to reveal what that is. Um, I loved Prey. Uh, it did not get like crazy critical acclaim. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I've actually been thinking about replaying it whenever I get time to do such things again. Uh, but 
yeah, I they left it open for a sequel. It almost teased a sequel, actually, essentially. I think that they very well could be announcing Prey 2. I don't think there is any chance in hell that they are making a Prey 2. So, no? it should be interesting. No, I, I mean, look... I know Prey was very critically acclaimed. It wasn't my type of game, but from what I saw, it was a good game. But nobody bought it. <laughs> like, nobody bought it. Like, so, I mean, it's one thing to say a double tr- A AA company is making a game sequel to a game that nobody really bought because they can kind of get away with that. But triple A games are driven completely by, you know, the money that comes in. I just can't see them making a second one of those. Well, we can only hope. I can only hope. <laughs> right? Right? All so right. what do you got next? Uh, m- mine is some more bullshit. I hope you're ready for it because Ooh. We, <laughs> we are going to see Fable, even though I just said we weren't. But we're going to see another fucking bullshit announced trailer for it. Like, even though we already had an announced trailer, it's going to be another teaser for it. And they're not going to show us anything else. Yeah, I uh, I think that that could be a thing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. One of those deals to where they intended to have more to show, but yep. they're just saying COVID and co- just clapping yep. their hands together, calling it a day. Yeah, I, 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 I hate to be that... such a pessimist about everything with E3, but I really think that's what we're gonna get. We're gonna get a bunch of like trailers made by studios. Uh, this year like to just give us an idea like to just to just get us on the hook you know especially given that they that that was going to be one of the few games that's like it's not going to run on the xbox one it's going to run on the series x right and they had already teased it out at 2022 i believe whenever mm-hmm. they did the original announcement trailer. they actually did not do a date or year they didn't do all. a date okay. there is no yeah. date or year attached to that project because i am following it following it very closely all they said was fable that's it it was like the end of one of their shows and like yeah. everybody was pissed because they were like, they're definitely going to show us Fable and it's going to be almost done. And all we got was like a fairy getting eaten by a fucking toad. So like, yeah. I think you're going to see another one of those. Like maybe two fairies eh, get eaten by two toads this time. I don't know. <laughs> but that's what we're looking at um, is some more bullshit. Maybe we get uh, a year for it, maybe 2022 or whatever. But yeah. That's that's what I think we get out of that. I hope they at least like show a little bit of what Albion's going to look like now. Maybe give us some setting idea because the Fable games have always been Albion just a different point in time and they right. like reference things that have happened in the past. Right. Um that I think that that would be very interesting. Uh, we still be. don't know if it's I we still don't know though if it's Fable 4. It could be a prequel to the original Fable, for all we know. Right. Um, so we we will see. I I hope good things for that game. But, um, but uh, speaking of shenanigans, I'm gonna move into my next prediction. Okay. Um, I think that it's Square's show this year. I think that they're going to announce Kingdom Hearts Four. 
Uh, so no, here's, so here's my thought process. Typically they have after, after they do a mainline entry, they do some sort of spinoff game Mm -hmm. that has set up for what's going to happen in the next game. They had that kingdom hearts melody of memory, uh, music rhythm game that came Mm. out which had some more story stuff that leaned heavily into the events that happened in three uh i've already said i i followed the story very closely all the way up until three i and i just dropped it i don't know what the hell happened there but um (laughs) i know that they have mentioned before uh that Kingdom Hearts 3's development was very difficult because they had to completely change engines halfway through development and start from scratch. Um, So they now know how to develop in Unreal, and they are kind of in that mode now. They've already talked about and referenced what is going to be happening moving forward. Uh, From what I understand, that Union Cross mobile gotcha game that they put out... Finally, the story of that wrapped up after like 700 episodes or something. Um, So like they're starting to finish things off and they're setting up for what they're going to do next. From what I understand, uh, they have said that they're going to start relatively from scratch. All of the previous story stuff has been concluded and they're going to start new story stuff. That also being said, I am guaranteeing Tetsuya Nomura has just more bonkers shenanigans that he's going to try to implement story-wise into this game. Right. Uh, but I do think that we at least see some sort of teaser or announce for that because I really don't know what exactly Square would have to show at this point. Right. Because there's nothing that we're really expecting in the pipeline. Maybe some more information about Marvel's Avengers Yay! That's about it. Or fucking Outriders, which they've also given up on. Yeah, like that sort of stuff, potentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the only stuff that I can really think of, though. I don't know. But yeah, I'm thinking that they might do some Kingdom Hearts-y sort of stuff. Okay. Um, My final one uh, it's gonna be one. Uh, my next two ones, even my wild and crazy one, are gonna fit in with my yearly predictions. Uh, I think at Nintendo we get Breath of the Wild two, and I think we get a date, a date for it. I think we're ready. Yeah, give us a I... fucking date. And I am gonna go ahead and say I think that date is in twenty twenty one. Yeah, this is one thing I remember <laughs> when we did our when we say what. I know I was chuckling. I know what you're gonna say. Like, oh I, yeah, both of we our did pre- our predictions. We did our predictions. Like I th- think we both can agree on the fact that we are going to see this Breath of the Wild two. Mm-hmm. They have to show it. They have to show it at this point. Uh, yeah, I if, I think so. I think so. I think they've uh, put it off way too much. And uh, I, I do want to point out all the delays we had on Breath of the Wild one. So yeah, I definitely I've I I would have thought they had their shit together a little bit better on this one, even with the pandemic. But um, but yeah, we had a lot of delays with that. So who knows? I I do think we need to see something from them, and it needs to be better than 
the guy designing it telling us, hey, I hope you like this game instead. Yeah. Um, I, I, what I think is happening with the development is, I, from what I remember, I remember seeing uh, IGN had put something out years ago. It was like six months after Breath of the Wild came out that they were already hiring for the sequel for Breath of the Wild. And they had already said that they're going to stick within that formula for the next game. So I think that they are making sure that they have all of their collective poop in a group mm -hmm. before they really pull the trigger on putting out a date. Yeah. But I'm still maintaining that they are going to say it's going to be early 2022. Or if they do announce 2021, we're going to see at least one more delay from that. Okay. All right. Uh, so what's your wild and crazy one, man? I'm kind of interested to hear. You know, my wild and crazy one, I actually uh, I actually just formulated this one a little while ago. Uh, we had just hit the, I believe it's 20-year anniversary of the Game Boy Advance. Okay. And Nintendo hasn't put out a classic console in a while. Ooh, that would be an interesting one. I would absolutely shit a brick if they put out a Game Boy Advance classic. That would be really interesting. I I would love the shit out of that. Uh, I feel like they are due for another classic console. Um, I I would have thought that they would do the 64 classic at this point, but mm -hmm. if they, unless they plan on putting that on the 64 games on the virtual console thing for Nintendo Online, which it looks like they have no intention on doing. I don't know. I uh, that's the only other thing that I can think of that Nintendo could really do within that wheelhouse to do anything with their classic lineup of stuff. So I'm gonna say a Game Boy Classic. I think the Nintendo 64 presents an interesting uh, situation for either putting in a classic or putting it on the uh, on the online version uh, because. They're, I think they're still testing the waters on its marketability for remixing those. Uh, you know, we just had the 3D All-Stars come out with Mario 64 in it, and I think that they're they're looking back and they, they... Like, I don't think, and this is not a prediction for this show, even though it should have been, but I think it's very possible we see a Zelda collection, much like 3D All-Stars, uh, on a Nintendo for Zelda's 30th which is coming up. Yeah. So like like it would be very easy for them to be like, "Okay, we're going to put Ocarina of Time on there. We're going to put uh Twilight Princess on there and then one other one uh I think there's one like Wind Waker, which is also due for a uh, for a uh, um uh, uh a remaster. Uh it would be very easy for them to do that. You know, and make another sixty dollars in a full price game, and they can keep doing that with sixty four stuff, where they really can't do that with the SNES and six and normal Nintendo anymore. You know what I mean? So I well, feel, I, I feel like that's why they haven't pulled the trigger on that. Well, what I find interesting about the the suggestion that you brought up for the Zelda collection of those mm -hmm. games, two of those games made it onto the Wii U. Mm -hmm. They did the HD remaster for Twilight Princess and for Wind Waker. And honestly, given how port-happy they are 
with putting everything that was on the Wii U over onto the Switch, I'm surprised that those two things haven't happened yet. So, I mean, I've already used up all my predictions, but I think that that's something I wouldn't be surprised if we saw from Nintendo's show yeah. is an announcement yeah. of a Zelda collection. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that's uh, that's something I've been thinking of. And, and that is one of those things where it's an easily tappable market that will get people excited without having to put in a lot of work, especially if they do what they did with the 3D All-Stars, which is literally just, like, port the source code over. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't right. do any adjustments or improvements uh and if they did that with you know ocarina and wind waker and like twilight princess uh i think there's one other one in there they could do that with you know like like something like that it would be really good i i think either way that's one of the reasons we haven't had a, a 64 online cabinet or a classic 64 but the game boy is a good it's a good guess for the big one because that's old enough where they wouldn't they can't do that anymore with those you know right so i get it uh my my crazy ones directly tying into my year again because the rumor mill is circulating circling uh circling that xbox has made some new giant acquisition and that they're going to be unveiling it at e3 this is this has been going around the twitterverse this has been going around all over the place that people are saying like, ooh, we think they bought somebody and it's big and they're going to talk about it at E3. And I don't know if you remember who I predicted that they were going to purchase back at the beginning of the year. So I'm going to Sega, double down. wasn't it? Yep, I'm going to double down yep. on it. They're going to purchase Sega. We're going to see Xbox. Sega's going to own Xbox uh, or have a controlling interest in them. And that's what they're going to announce at E3 as their latest and probably the last acquisition for a while. Yeah, I can't imagine that they could go around just buying up even more people at this yeah, point. I, I mean, they they bought a lot, and they're going to start seeing the fruits of that here soon. There's going to be yeah. a point, though, where it's just like, you own everything, but you're not mm-hmm. doing you know either enough with it or the complete opposite and crazy end of it if they have too many studios and is putting out too much stuff at once, then they're going to completely like fracture the market and those who are looking to, you know, mm-hmm. buy a game. You only got $60 in your hand for one game. You're not going to buy, you know, every single one that's available right. unless you're throwing them all on game pass, but that's a separate, uh, separate so, conversation. So permit me another tangent. Cause we're way ahead. Okay. Um, this worries me. The whole Xbox buying stuff has started to worry me. Um, and the reason why is I want to compare it. Uh, anybody out there who knows me personally knows that I also quite heavily enjoy professional wrestling. Honestly, when I was starting a channel, it was either this or professional wrestling. Like, that's how close it was. <laughs> like, professional wrestling's right there, right there on the cusp. Um, so I know quite a bit about professional wrestling. Um, and... So there's, there's a few companies out there, a few promotions out there that create wrestling. There's TNA, there's AEW, and then there's WWE. WWE by far makes the most money, the most money of everybody. They have the largest amount of shows. They, they literally have, like I think, like 14 hours of programming in a week that doesn't have a pay-per-view. Like 
like it's a crazy amount of shows that they have on. They also have 300 plus wrestlers on their roster. And you're probably saying, wow, that's a lot to watch. You get to see maybe 50 of them, maybe 60 of them. What WWE likes to do, because they have so much money, to keep their competition low and kind of feeling indie, is they just, any wrestler that gets good on the indie scene, they offer them this insane crazy contract, even if they have no spot for them. They bring them aboard, they send them to their performance center, which is their specific training thing, and then they just let them train there, and then they bench them. They bench them until they either have a spot for them or whatever. But their whole plan is, if nobody can wrestle in any other company, there are no other companies to fight us. Um, But the big problem with this is... (laughs) you have this, like, there's literally, like, all these wrestlers are just sitting on the roster and you never get to see them. You never see them anywhere. Um, This is what's getting worried, uh, what I'm starting to worry about Microsoft, because I didn't think they were this kind of company. Uh, Like, obviously, they're about making money. I didn't think this was their strategy, though, until they decided to make Starfield exclusive. <clears throat> now I feel like all the bets are off. Like, is this something Is this something that they're actually employing? Like, they're starting to just think, look, if we own all the companies, nobody else will have games. That's not good if that's the strategy. And that is starting to worry me at this point because I'm starting to get to a point where, like, as even a first-party company, your portfolio now includes, like, overlap. Like, like some of these companies aren't needed anymore. Like, you have so much that what are you going to do with all this? Now, does that mean I don't think Sega would be a good fit? I probably think Sega would be the last good fit for them because Sega has a lot of things that could really offer Xbox. I mean, they already have a great relationship on Fantasy Star Online 2, being that it's exclusive to Xbox in, the, in North America. Uh, so... Sega has that like kind of action RPG thing. They're not the best, but they have them there. They have that Japanese feel. They also have a very clear, friendly mascot character who can be turned around to be used where like a competitor to Mario, which Xbox doesn't have any competitors to Mario anywhere. Like doesn't have any answer for that whatsoever. Like PlayStation has a few of them. Xbox does not. Uh, so that being said, Sega might be a good fit for that, but still, like Obsidian and Bethesda, they're the same company, just one smaller, you know, like like that kind of stuff. It's starting to get to the point, are you buying these companies to bench them? Because if that's what you're doing, I'm not okay with it. So what I think is happening with that, I think it did initially start as... We don't have enough companies because, like, the games that they had been putting out were all crazy, like, AAA titles. They didn't have other, like, support studios like, you know, other other developers do. So it's one studio making one game pretty much at a time. So they were like, well, if we have a bunch of these studios, then we can, you know, always have something in the works. I think it started as that. But what I think is happening is something that you're alluding to is a byproduct of their initial steps that they took. Because 
you you can't imagine like I had mentioned like you can't imagine that you know Microsoft is going to put out it, it with all the different companies that they own right now if they have everything always something in the pipeline going through I mean sure they have stuff going into Game Pass but if you have like three let's just go crazy and say three major releases a month right. that would be 36 games a year yep there's only so many dollars that people have to buy those games. I mean, well, granted, it's it's a very broad stroke and it's a very exaggerated example. Right. But I mean, that's kind of what I'm going with. And eventually, it's gonna get to the point that some of these studios might get shut down. Maybe yeah. those people are gonna get yeah. absorbed into other you know groups. I don't think that Microsoft is just gonna you know cut them a check and cut them loose and you know say yeah. have fun doing whatever you're doing no i don't think that they're just gonna up and release them right i i i have a serious like okay when the whole thing started the thought process to me like was clear it was microsoft had stopped like trying to fight the other companies and basically their ideology had turned into okay we don't want to beat sony we don't want to beat nintendo we want a cut of everything on the table period like like that's what i like they had gone into that space where it's like we're not about like destroying the other companies we're about like every we want every game that gets sold we want some of that money like that's that's the way and and in return, we'll give some money up. You know, that's how I looked at all this like crazy buying that they were doing and Games Pass, and like that was the ideology. Starfield has thrown me for a loop. Like it's just thrown me completely for a loop because the fact that they've made that exclusive goes completely against that, and it it's basically like shots fired. It's basically like no, no, no. We are fighting them, and if they are fighting Sony and Nintendo, then the rules go out the window and shit gets real ugly and then and then PlayStation and Nintendo are actually in trouble because there's a lot of developers for Xbox if Xbox decides all those developers are no longer creating stuff for the other companies like that's huge huge third party support is going away for them you know right like what if every Bethesda game goes exclusive like that's insane. That like everything under Bethesda's arc cannot be gotten on PlayStation anymore. Like and that's that's my concern because the Starfield thing makes me feel like, oh, if they are going after the other companies, then this is going to get really ugly and and it it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be a good strategy. It's going to tear the gaming world apart really. Whereas I'd much rather them just be like, "Hey, we're going to sell it everywhere and just get a cut of our money," you know? Right. So that's where that's where the the analogy comes in. Like, are they doing? Are, it's like, is this a spite move? Like, WWE buys these wrestlers out of spite for other companies. You know, like, is this a spite move? <laughs> because if this is a spite move, then shit's gonna get bad, and I don't like that. I don't like the horizon of that. You know. Well, I think uh, I just kicked my microphone. That's fine. Um, yeah, I think it's two two that, podcasts in a row. That's two podcasts in a row. That was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> it didn't come through on the audio on the second one though, on the first one though. It did. You uh, said it. You directly said it. 
Oh, no, I said it. I didn't hear the bang. Oh, no, I didn't hear the bang there either. I just yeah. hear you say it, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, anyways, um, I think regardless of whether or not it's intentional that they are buying up, you know, and just keeping everything for themselves, whether or not it's intentional, I think it's kind of happening no matter what. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially yeah. with Starfield. I mean, maybe Starfield is what they're doing as like the first sort of like flex with owning Bethesda. It could very well just be a case by case basis. And because it was something that was announced already that people were hype about, they were like, Hey, let's just make this exclusive, Mm. you know, just to make some headlines. It could just be this one thing, but that worries me. That worries me in its own way. That means they don't have a plan and they're just fucking flying by the seat of their pants. And it's like, Oh, okay. So you're just crazy people. You just run around buying companies randomly and deciding the fate of the games randomly. Because if that's the way it is, then we're in way worse a position than than either of my two options. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's it, right? You got the crazy one in three. I got the crazy one in three, right? That's all of them, right? Yeah. All right. I just have a couple odds and ends, and then we can wrap the show if you want. All right. Sounds good. All right. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Brings us to odds and ends. Uh, This segment, we like to catch smaller news stories that don't necessarily deserve a full talking point on their own. Uh, But there's something we want to tell you guys, the fans, about. And we want to riff about them, maybe just talk about them, whatever. Uh, And I'm the only one with any. I have three. And they all came from Summer's Games... I'm sorry, I have four, and they all came from Summer's Games Fest. Although, one of them I've already said twice during the recording of this podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm just going to get it out of the way again. Streets of Rage 4, M- Mr. X's Nightmare, is going to be amazing, Neil. It's going to be amazing. They did gameplay footage uh, at Summer's Games Fest with a gameplay trailer with sh- the new characters, Shiva... Uh, old man Max Power, and I'm um, sorry, Max Thunder, and uh, 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 Aguella. Um, I can never remember if I, Estelle, Estelle Aguella. Uh, God, it, it looks so cool. It looks so cool. I, the only thing that bums me out about these trailers is every time I see a Streets of Rage 4 trailer, I'm just like waiting at the end for that date. You know, <laughs> you still know? no date. No, still no date. We wow, 2021, 2021, but still no actual date. And like every time they show it, I'm like, come on, just tell me when it's coming out. I want to make, I want to stream it. I want to do a show with Neil. I, <laughs> I want to play it repeatedly. Like, and I want, we need one more trailer. And, and the one trailer that I was hoping we'd get out of this one that we didn't is I want to see whatever features are in there. Because you know there's more modes in there and stuff like that. You know, it's not just a story DLC. They've added a bunch of stuff. So I want to see what kind of features we can look forward to, you know? Yeah, it's really weird that they have not put a date on that yet. Especially given this is, what, our third trailer, technically? It's a fourth. It was fourth trailer. We got got a trailer for each character. Yeah. Well, I okay. I was gonna say because those little ones like that, just announcement of characters, mm-hmm. isn't necessarily something that you count as a quote unquote full trailer. Right. But yeah, it's wild. There's no date yet on it. They're firm 2021, and 
normally I'd be a little bit worried, but honestly, we've seen so much of the DLC already that I'm kind of surprised we don't have a date, not that it, it not thinking it's going to get delayed, you know? Right. But yeah, um, so my next one, uh, anybody out there, Fallout 76 fans, um, I, and I've been waiting to say what I'm about to say, like, all day, but <laughs> Fallout 76 has 86 their Battle Royale mode. Oh, oh, that pun feels so good. Punny. Pun, 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 pun. That uh, didn't take long. Uh, not really. Not really when you think about it. I mean, it was probably a year, maybe two, that they had it in there. But yeah, they their Battle Royale mode has gone the way of uh, funerals. It's out. I hated it. Uh, the, the balancing issues in it were just the worst. Like, if you went into it solo, you got killed every time. Like, there was no... They didn't parse out teams from solo players or double players or triple players or anything. So, like... You would have, like, four people working as a team and then one guy working by himself. And, like, he had no chance at doing anything, you know? Right. But, like, it, I didn't. there was some good ideas in it. Like, the fact that you could pick where you dropped, that was really cool. But, like... It it was it, it it was it was a little bit of a train wreck, a little bit of a train wreck. Much uh, like the whole game itself. Yeah, yeah. Fallout seventy six. I mean, they're still putting stuff out for it. I I'm gonna give them this. I hate Fallout seventy six. I think it's a train wreck. Um, but <laughs> they didn't quit on it, and that is like like my cardinal sin is when people quit on a game. That out, people can fly has quit out Outriders. I I hate them. I hate them now. I hate uh, EA quit on Anthem. I hate them when they do. I hate when people do that. Like Andromeda, they quit on Andromeda. Like I, I hate when you come out with a game, and that's the one reason that I still like like Ubisoft. Like they're kind of an evil, shitty company, but at the same time, they bring out a game and they stay stick with it. You know, until it absolutely fails, they stick with it. You know, yeah, and I just wish more companies did that. I just wish more companies did that. And so, fair play to Bethesda; they have stuck with seventy six. They've they're still releasing content for it. <clears throat> Definitely not my cup of tea, nor will it ever be. But I appreciate that they're still trying. I think that was probably the most time I ever put into a game as service. Was seventy six? Yeah. Really, I didn't even know you played it. Yeah, uh, we I I played the beta. I remember when the beta came out, and I actually enjoyed it because like it was you know it's it's more Fallout, and I played. God, I think I got like level twenty five or something like That's that. That's pretty good, actually. I, yeah, before I just finally it, it just started getting to me with like other I, people's shit and like yeah, yeah i did not get that far like i there was no one to talk to there was nothing interesting about the game to me like i yeah i was not i was not a happy camper with that game in any way shape or form um all right so next thing they have a vampire the masquerade battle royale game coming out even though yeah, I saw that, that. that Bloodlines too has been delayed like fourteen times now. Yeah, uh, still on the shelves. This 
whatever, but now we're getting a game uh, from a completely different developer uh, that's a battle royale, a vampire battle royale, which is interesting. I think that could be interesting. I like battle royale genre. I always have. I love the interesting gimmicks and spins they put on them. Uh, so when it's good, it's really good. So I'll try it. I honestly, the only battle royale I really want to try right now is that uh, Blade Hunter, the Naruko Blade Master, or whatever. We talked about it, the close combat one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's the one I Hon- really want to try. Honestly, with this this masquerade uh, vampire battle royale game, like. It's. I have nothing against the game itself. It's just that meta narrative around it. Just everything that's going on with the Vampire Masquerade Two or whatever, like changing hands with developers mm-hmm. and multiple delays, this, that, and the other. Like, what? Where did this game fall in the middle of it? <laughs> like, obviously, right. you said it's a different developer. Like, fine, but like, what? Like, yeah. Right. What point, like, how are we getting announced trailers <laughs> yeah. for a vampire game two years after this other game that still hasn't even come out? <laughs> right, yeah. it's that's just bizarre, and it's I feel bizarre. like, yeah, that that game even is not gonna do well. I think strictly just because of the name and the BS attached mm-hmm. to it from the other one. Yeah, yeah, I I think I think you're right. I I think World of Darkness needs to get their shit together. And like, like I, I don't know if they need to come up with a new division or something, but they need to stop selling their games to like whoever comes knocking. Cause that werewolf game was fucking awful too. Um, yeah. All right. So finally, my last one is kind of a crazy one in my opinion. I don't know if you'll think so, but the next Battlefield game has been announced. Um, it is called Battlefield 2042, so they're going to do the futuristic thing now. Um, but <laughs> they have said there will be no single-player campaign in it, and there will be no Battle Royale mode. <laughs> but it's going to be a $60 full-price game. What is the game, then? It's just Deathmatch? That's it? Like, that's the game? Like, they did that's that kind of original... fucking crazy. They did that with the original Titanfall, too. They did do that with the original Titanfall. They did. But I I feel like that was a different set of circumstances, though, because that was a launch release title. Still, uh, that that makes it even worse, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't... I Yeah, this is absolute trash. I mean, people are going to buy it for that anyway. Like, I get it. I get it. Like, that's all that people play with that. But I feel like, like Activision with Call of Duty has started to offer solutions for mm-hmm. that problem. Yeah. Because like you can get just, you know, the the battle royale part right. of it as a free to play game, you right. know, stuff like that. Launching a sixty dollar multiplayer only game and it's like not even just like like at least with the first Titanfall, from what I understand, there was like a quote-unquote story mode, but the story beats played out in in the death the multi yeah, yeah in the de- yeah. which is that like okay they at least tried something right there. This is right. unabashed like <laughs> here play our game for sixty and you know that thing's gonna have microtransactions and this that and the other thing in it like well, yeah that 
what I find weird is if you put, like, if you did a multiplayer-only Battlefield game for, like, current, like, current setting, you know, okay, I get that, everybody knows what's going on, but this game has, like, like, the, the base focus is that it's climate change affected, like, the planet is, like, climate change affected, so, like, it's, like, it's almost apocalyptic, the setting, uh, and there's, like, robots and stuff. Like, it's like, hey, why would you pick that to be the multiplayer only? Like, this is obviously a place that needs to be explained, and you have done no explaining. Like, it's such a weird choice. It's such a weird choice. Like, if it had just been a World War II game, you'd be like, I get World War II. There's been enough stories in World War II. Fine, we'll just do, we'll just do the shoot 'em ups you know? But, like... I don't know. It's it seems it seems dumb to me. Oh, like yeah, aside no, no, from it evil, it is. seems dumb. You know. Well, I mean, I think there is a little little bit insidious about that. Well, too. yeah, uh, but no, yeah, and I'm not it, even it's, saying it's not. I I just said like on top of that, it seems fucking stupid. You know. Yeah, what I think is going to end up happening is that like. I, I feel like the word has not spread enough throughout like the gaming <laughs> community enough that it's right. going to be a $60 multiplayer only. Because, right. I mean, there's a handful of people who are just going to buy it no matter what anyways. Right. But it's inevitably going to get some sort of backlash. Right. And if they don't support the shit out of that game... Then like what are you like what exactly are you getting for sixty dollars? You're right. getting what is effectively, you know, maybe three whole hours of what you would consider to be new content, and right. the rest of it is just you replaying the same shit over and over again against other people. Right. You can get that anywhere for literally free at this point with free right. to play games. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, all right, so that's it for my odds and ends, man. You want to wrap this sucker up? All righty. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to the end of the show and the shameless self-promotion that comes with it. Neil, do you have anything specific you want to plug? Well, no. Well, we're doing uh, Halo Infinite R- R- Road, of course, still. Yeah. Uh, we just recorded some more the, the other night. Zaniness. Yeah, it was uh it was very very interesting. We had our, we, we had I guess what we could call as our first rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I said previously I was like if we if any shit happens I'm done. And then like right towards the end of the second episode some shit happened. I was like all right, I'm out. Uh, you can contact us on Facebook. <laughs> like I just started doing the end. I was like nope. So we're going to have to play through that whole fucking level quiet again. Uh, it's whatever. It's whatever, I suppose. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, I love doing Halo Infinite Road. It is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's just jokes upon jokes. Um, I would like to plug two things uh, really quickly. My review for this week the reason I'm plugging it is the reviews I've done in this like latest batch has been kind of like lukewarm at best, unfortunately, uh, which you know how I hate to do negative stuff. Uh, but I'm about to review a game that's really, really old, but it just went into Games Pass, and that's Darkest Dungeon. 
This game is so goddamn good. Just so good. So simple in its pre simple simple in its presentation exquisite in its execution i i have talked to a couple of people who didn't like it which i found mind-boggling but i love this game uh so so yeah i'm very excited to put up a positive review um and then the other thing i am doing which will be going live today uh with the audio well no with the with the video because it's a show i'm tired sorry everybody uh it's kind of gonna be like a season finale of sorts we don't really do finale seasons with the five things but i need to take a break from them every so often so that i can like kind of fill up my reserve of new things to do five things in you know uh but to kind of finish that off it's five games we want to see in games Pass that aren't already there so check those out um, and then other than that, you can check out everything the channel has to offer. Uh, you can also contact us on Facebook at OldManGamingDH. You can contact us on Twitter at OldManGaming9. You can join our Discord. The link's in the description below. You can influence this and all of our shows from there. And guys, as long as you keep watching this and we'll keep making it, we'll see you guys next week, and uh, we'll be talking about what happened at E3. Yep, we will. <laughs> All right, man. I have I have buffalo wild wings coming for me. <laughs> you always have great food coming for you. You know, like, I, night. I I I got to say, like, I love it, but at the same time, the primary reason that we are still eating nothing but takeout and shit is because the fridge situation still isn't right. figured out. That fridge is still exactly where we put it in my garage, <laughs> in the middle of the garage. And we both very much don't want to have to put on shoes and navigate the <laughs> labyrinth of boxes to get stuff. So what we've done is we will take a small collection of things that we use on a regular basis and put them in our little tiny mini fridge <laughs> and just get get stuff from there so we don't have to go outside. Like, I feel terrible because, like, I had – there was that linguine salad that my mom made. And oh, God. Yeah, the linguine salad. <laughs> um, I want to talk about that anymore. Watermelon. <laughs> watermelon like all this other stuff that like before we moved it was like ready to go and we were eating on it and like we had we've had milk go bad now just because like we will not go out in the garage just to get food <laughs> that's funny that's yeah funny I, it's i yeah I, I don't know if that's a testament I, to laziness uh, or what know, every time you eat in the middle of the night like when we're recording, I all I can think is if I ate a meal right now, it would literally ruin my fucking day. Like it would, it would destroy tomorrow. It would, like that's how like I can't, I can't do it. It's too late. Well, I I have I'd to be, be up careful. for another four hours, and then the next yeah. day I'd shit myself. Like it would be a fucking nightmare. Like I if I ate be... Buffalo Wild Wings right now at 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 midnight twenty seven a.m. Like I I probably wouldn't make it through Saturday. <laughs> <laughs>